Okay, so some questions that have been submitted. So this question is, should children, should children listen to their grandparents over, no, should children listen to their parents over their grandparents? Okay, should Christians, should children obey parents or grandparents? Phoebe, what do you think? Both, okay, both. Um, yes, in a sense, it's correct. Now, um, but at the end of the day, why do you listen to both or don't listen to both or listen to one and not the other? What is the basis? What is the criteria? What do you think, Shama? What's the criteria? Um, depends which one is doing what's right. Depends which one is doing what's right. Dep all right, depends which one is doing what's right. And how do you know what is right or wrong? Common sense and Bible. Common sense and Bible. Which one first? Bible first or common sense? Depends what situation. Depends on situation. Um, what happens if the Bible says, do not lie? But in that situation, common sense tells you that if you don't lie, you're going to get spanking from daddy or mommy. <laughs> So which one will you obey? Bible. Still the Bible, right? So now let's let's. Uh, so which one is more important, common sense or the Bible? Bible. The Bible. The is the Bible uncommon sense. The Bible always makes sense because God is all wise, correct? Yeah. God's way is always correct. Um, our experience may tell us otherwise, but always trust God. Always trust God. So I guess what you're saying is. Who do you listen to? Now, first and foremost, the basis is turn to Acts chapter 5, verse 29. Acts chapter 5, verse 29. You just had your book quiz this morning, so you should flip your Bible really quickly now. You got it there already, alright. Elim got it there first. Acts chapter 5, verse 29. Okay. Let's read Acts chapter 5, verse 29 together. You there? Okay, reading. Then... <laughs> okay, so... Um, Chloe, what do you understand by this verse? Listen to God rather than men. Now, if grandma... If grandparents are correct and parents are wrong, for example, grandparents say, do not lie. And parents say, it's okay to lie. So, who do you listen to? Grandparents, right? Grandparents. Um, because they are telling you what God says. So, that is correct. Now, but I guess the question is, what happens when... Things are neutral, means both are alright. Okay, both are okay. Grandparents say, um, Caleb, sleep at 9 o'clock. 9, not a.m., p.m. Sleep at 9 p.m. Alright, your grandparents say that. And daddy and mommy says sleep at 
9.30. Who should you, no, the Bible doesn't tell us what time to sleep in that sense. Which one would you listen, who would you listen to? Depends which one. Say again. Depends whether you have to wake up earlier for school. Um, all right, Samuel wanted to answer. Say again. You wanted to say the same thing. Now, by and large, all right, by and large, we obey parents. Right? God put your parents as your direct care persons directly caring for your life. By and large, you listen to parents unless parents are teaching you something that is contrary to God's word. Alright, so if everything equal, obey your parents first. Okay, because God put them directly in your lives to care for you directly first. Now, the Bible also tells us that Timothy was taught by his mother and the grandmother, right? So, Timothy also learned from the grandmother biblical things, okay? So, as long as it's biblical, you listen. You listen. Okay, so, I hope it answers that question. Um, now, the person asks. Alright, so that's all. Now, the next one. <coughs> now, this one a bit. Let me see which one first. Okay, so this person asks. Um, let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. Are you there? Good. Chloe, hurry. Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. Let's read together first and then we, I'll read you the question. Now, reading... In like manner also, that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broidered hair, nor gold or pearls, or costly array. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so we just read. So the person asked this. Now, what does this verse mean? What does the meaning of shamefacedness and sobriety mean? Shamefacedness and sobriety. Okay, let's try the girls. Um, Shalomia, what does shamefacedness mean? What do you think? Let the woman... Uh, what is it? In like manner also, the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness. Wait, let the girls answer. <laughs> you give up. Jennifer? Shamefacedness. Say again. Okay, so Jennifer said that um, it is shameful for women, shameful on the face for women to dress in a way that is not modest. So if you dress immodestly, then you should feel ashamed. Um, Shama, what is modest? What's the meaning of modest? Wait. 
modest, decently, right? Decently, right? Decently. Yes. Now the the boy wants to tell us. Why shamefacedness? Huh? Say again. Bay, what shame? Faces with shame. What's that? Oh, shame faces with shame. Yes, that's correct. Means your face should turn red. You should be embarrassed, you should be ashamed. Faces with shame. Okay, faces with shame. So the person asked, What is shame facedness? What it means is, you look at the verse. Look at the verse. Now, woman adorn means women dress themselves in modest apparel, means your clothing should be modest. The world dressed in a way which is immodest, maybe very low-cut blouses, show, show much, many parts of your body that, is, that should not be shown. Right? Short skirts, um, low back, that kind of thing. Hmm? So, the Bible says that Christian women should not dress like that. Now, so he says dress with shamefacedness. Dress in a way that you would not be embarrassed. And the Christian should be embarrassed. Okay, remember that. Now, I remember there was once um, um, someone, some people say, oh, we want to get married. So we always say, make sure your wedding gown, those of you who grew up, make sure your wedding gown is modest because the Bible says, let your woman adorn themselves modestly. All right? So the person was going through photographs. And then, wow, one of the photographs, the back is a V-shape. And you can see all the flesh behind. Hmm? So I say, look at all their faces. Now, so even the boy say, oh, how can you? And I say, do you imagine, can you imagine you stand there, you're facing the pulpit, and everyone behind looking at your back? It's like so embarrassing, right? Shamefacedness. So it breaths in a way which you will not be embarrassed. Now, sometimes it's very strange. You see, uh, the women, they like to dress very short skirt, right? Right? <laughs> I think so, because it's like, always like that outside in the world. But all the time, they are always pulling down. Pulling down. <laughs> when they sit down, they are pulling down. When they are walking, they are holding it, pulling down. Right? Then wear longer one. <laughs> Even themselves know that this is quite embarrassing. Why, why if you are not embarrassed then? If it flies up, how? Yeah, you should have thought about that. Right? So dress in a way where you will not be embarrassed. They want to wear very low-cut blouse all the time. Like that. Right? So dress in a way where you will not be embarrassed. Okay? The person who asked that question, I hope he understands. Now, what about sobriety? The person asked, sobriety. Sobriety refers to um, carefulness. Um, propriety, which will not help you. Pro proper. Sober. Sober. You think carefully. Dress properly. Right? Someone who is sober-minded means the person thinks sensibly, right? Or I borrow um, Shama's word, common sense, right? Common sense tells you this is embarrassing. So think carefully. Dress in a way which is in public is proper. It's proper. That is what it means. So don't dress in a way which embarrass yourself. Don't dress in a way which would, which is improper. Improper. Okay. Now, sometimes people dress very immodestly. Sometimes I feel like doing this. I cut and paste that photo, and then I screen it in church. 
What will happen? Will it embarrass you? It will, right? But we are willing to dress like that outside with other people. But say, oh, church people, I don't want them to see me dress like that. Hmm? Do you have friends like that? It's very strange. For the Christian, whether in church, outside, we should always dress properly. Okay? It doesn't matter who we are with. God always sees. God always sees. Hmm? So as a Christian, at, whether you're with your unbelieving friends, whether you're believing friends, whether you're in church, outside church, dress modestly. Modestly. Okay? Understand? I always tell you all this, that in Singapore, there is a school <coughs> in town near Sharon's old office. So whenever I go and pick Sharon, I will see these young girls, and so I put it this way. Now, down there, over there, there are places where it's, it's known. Prostitutes down there. There are some prostitutes there, all right? And every time I drive past, I'll see these girls dressed very modestly. Very short skirt, not properly also, very strangely, right? Green color hair, that kind of thing. Very, very um, tight clothes, very low cut, walking around. Now, for a long time, I always thought they were the prostitutes. Hmm? Immodest. Hmm? But of course, they want to attract men, right? And then later, I find out they were not. There were the school students there. <laughs> there were students of the art school there. And then later I found, they say, oh, this group, the prostitutes, they usually hang out in that corner. Then when I compare, the prostitutes are more modest than the schoolgirls. It is very frightening. Okay, so God doesn't want us to do that. Now, let me ask you why. Let me ask you why. Why? Sing Yuan. Sing Yuan. Why? Why God says dress modestly? Your body. Your body is for God's glory. It's not to show off. <clears throat> That's a good point. Now, sometimes people come, they dress very immodestly in church because they want to show off their body. Hmm? Instead of honouring God with modesty, right? The body is the temple of the living God, right? Your body is the temple of God. You should not um, disrespect it. Now, furthermore, what? You can cause other people to fall into lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, correct? That you will stumble other people unnecessarily. Okay, so remember that. But boys, if you lust after girls, please don't blame the girl. Huh? It's in your mind. Okay? So dress modestly have many reasons why God say, please dress modestly. Even if people say that, you look like an old lady. You look so strange. Dress of the world dress like that. Why do you dress like that? It doesn't matter. Okay? Now, modestly does not mean you dress very, very strangely. Okay? You must, you must just take a piece of cloth, cut one hole, two holes at the arm, and then just, just close like that, and then, wow, very boring. Oh, cannot wear blue colour, cannot anything that is nice colour, cannot. You must dress in just white or black. It does not mean that, okay? We, can, we dress decently, we dress properly, we dress, you don't have to be, um, look, look further, look verse, look verse 9. 
sobriety not with broidered hair or gold or pearls with costly array. Means, who brought your hair? Uh-oh, you're broiding your hair now. Okay, who ties your hair? Broiding your hair, tie up the hair, bun up the hair or make patterns in the hair? Is it called make patterns? No. What do you call it? You braid your hair. Hmm? Is it Christians cannot braid hair? Christians cannot tie up your hair. Must be like cavemen like that. Hmm? Cannot, cannot do anything to your hair. Is it? No, you say propriety, right? Propriety means suitably, properly, suitably. Okay, suitably. So um, then you look at verse 9. With gold or pearls. Anyone wear anything gold? Pearls? Christian cannot have gold or pearls? Why are you tapping Caleb? Caleb don't have gold or pearl. <laughs> Caleb, do you? Now, don't have. Okay, good. Is, is God saying you cannot wear any pearl, cannot wear any gold? Now, the point here, when you look at sobriety, modesty, is say, don't be showy. Huh? Don't be very sh- show-off. Attract attention kind of thing. Be proper. Doesn't mean you cannot wear any of these things. But when you wear them to show off, wow, when people see you, they have to wear sunglasses. Right? Everything is so shiny. And everywhere so heavy, wearing all sorts of things, so many things, hanging everywhere. Hmm? Then you're trying to show off, right? So properly, decently, don't attract attention to yourself, that kind of thing. That is what it means, okay? That is what it means. Um, because of pro- propriety. Okay? So, okay? Right? Do you, like, do you like to tie up your hair, Shama? You always tie up your hair. So is it wrong? It's not wrong. Right? Do, do you, oh, Shama wears uh, a earring. So shining. Is it wrong? No. Alright? But where Shama wear a big one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Then Shama's hair is up like that. <laughs> So high, then it's different. So she doesn't. Just look at her. So so proper, you know. Little things here and there, proper. Nothing wrong with that. Understand that it's not to show off. And this whole thing about gold and all that is about expensive. See, I got money. I have a lot of money. I can buy expensive things. So you want to show off that you're rich. Uh, that was what was happening to those women then. Okay, doesn't mean you have to wear clothes with holes. I must be poor, must look poor, so I dress with clothes with holes. No. Okay, so now there are some Christians who think like that, you know. I must dress very shabbily, um, very, very, and I must have holes in my clothes. Holes are, the wife say, you got holes in your shirt, don't wear. It's okay, it shows that I'm godly. You know, I don't love the world. It doesn't mean that. Okay, so don't go to extreme. Properly, decently. Okay, I hope I covered that for whoever who asked. Okay, this is a very, very sensitive topic. Huh? And when I explain things, it can be misinterpreted. Anyone feel that I have not said something that, or said something that you don't agree or misunderstand? Any? No? Okay, good. If, if it's not clear, ask me afterwards. Now, another one. Um, okay, this one a bit more complex, okay? A bit more complex. How do we know which Old Testament laws we still follow 
and not follow anymore. Okay, so how do we know which Old Testament laws we follow or not follow anymore? Example, in the past, they were given instructions not to eat certain animals, not to wear certain types of clothes. Now, we don't follow those, but still follow some. Example, not eating blood. Understand the question? Understand, Chloe? Okay, no. So Old Testament time, the person said, Old Testament, God said, you cannot eat pork, you cannot eat this animal, this kind of animal, that kind of animal. You cannot wear clothes that is mixed materials. You say Old Testament like that. How come New Testament, how do we New Testament, know New Testament we need to be like that or not? Yet in Old Testament, yet in New Testament, some things God say, you still cannot eat. Okay? So you say, how to know? How to know? Okay, how do you know? Noah, how do you know? Maybe it's stated in the Bible somewhere. Okay, quite close. <laughs> quite close. Um, by and large, the principle is this. Now, for sure, for sure we know there are how many kinds of laws in the Bible. You must differentiate, otherwise you get confused. Okay? Now, this is a difficult one for some who, are, who have just joined Teens Q&A or have not been through BBK. How many kinds of laws are there in the Bible? Cornelius. Kinds. Okay, Cornelia Miss. Uh, this one I asked the doubt. Uh, doubts. Uh, doubts. Eunice. Not clear also. Adults. Uh, further adults. Um, okay, uh, John. Also forgot. What? Wow, I even forget. Colin. Three. Very good. Three kinds of laws. What are they? Moral, Moral law. Example the Ten Commandments for sure. Two, civil law. Three, ceremonial law. Okay, so everyone who are not familiar must know there are three different kinds of laws in the Bible. When you say law, you must know which one you are referring to. Okay? Moral law, Ten Commandments. We've been studying that. Civil law. What is civil law? Cornelius. Has to do with people in the land. All right? Law of the land, law of the land or country, civil, civil, ceremonial. What do you guess it is? Um, who wants to guess? Okay, Samuel always wants. What is it? Ceremonial. For ceremonies. Today you're 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 trying to trick me. Okay, ceremonies. Ceremonies. He's correct. All the ceremonies in the temple and so on. All right, all the religious ceremonies the religious ceremonies okay so this is religious ceremonies in that sense religious ceremonies okay so for example moral law we know ten commandments we need to ask you civil law now for example in the bible if an israelite steal one ox he must return based on the law of god for Israel, he must return five ox, five oxen, five ox, oxen. One ox, if you steal one ox, you must return five. If you steal one sheep, you must return four. That's the law that God gave to the Israelites. If you live in Israel, that is the law of the land. Who was the government of Israel? Sing Yuan, Sing Yun. 
Who's the, who is the ruler of Israel? God. It's theocracy, understand? So God gave them laws of the land. Laws of the land. Today, does this law apply in, in, in Australia? I don't know who wants to steal sheep. But if you steal one pencil, is there a law in, in Australia that says you got to return five? No. <coughs> That's a law. Okay, now you steal one, maybe return one, whatever. Okay? So the government says if, you, if your speed is over certain, certain miles per hour or certain kilometers per hour, you pay this amount. You get deducted. How many points get deducted from your license, right? That's the law of the land. Okay? Civil law. So who can give me an example of ceremonial law? Today the kids are very tame. Too much lunch. <laughs> Still Samuel. Funerals. What do they do at funerals in the temple? Burn people. No, 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 no. The children of Israel did not burn people in the temple. For example, the animal sacrifices, right? The animal sacrifices. The animal sacrifices. Okay? So all these kind of law, different kinds of law. So now, once you understand that, the person question is this. Now, how do we know Today, when God says in the past, don't, don't dress like that, uh, don't dress mixed clothing, don't eat pork, how do we know it's not applicable today? But yet God says, back then, they cannot eat blood. But today, we are not supposed to eat blood, right? How do you know? Maybe today we are not supposed to eat pork also. So, Jesslyn, how do you know? Do you like pork? Do you like beef? Yes? Like kangaroo? <laughs> How to know? Do you eat blood? No. Why? Don't say you don't like. Give me a better answer. <laughs> because you're not supposed to. Then how do you know? So the person said, it's true. I'm confused. Am I eating something that I'm not supposed to eat? I don't know. Am I wearing clothes that I'm not supposed to wear? As long as it's decent, it's fine. Am I not supposed to wear wool mixed with um, um, cotton, whatever, silk? How do I know? Okay, so by and large, the principle is... Now, some things are very clear. They're ceremonial. Some things are clear. They are civil. Where God clearly states in the New Testament, you do not then you know that law extends to the New Testament. Okay? When God, does, when God clearly says that it is okay, means it is okay. Now, let's turn to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. So the person asks, how do I know whether I can eat or cannot eat? Okay, now all the while, like this person asked, the Jews, they don't eat many of the animals because they were told not to in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, God told Peter to eat anything. Okay, now let's turn to uh, chapter 10 and read from verses 12 to verse 16, 12 to 16, reading. 
wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. This was done thrice. Okay? So God showed Peter three times in a dream. This big, big, big cloth or net with all sorts of animals in there. In the past, they, they cannot eat pigs. They cannot eat certain animals. <coughs> but those animals appeared in his dream. And God three times told him, you can eat now. You can. So the person asked, how do we know? Because God said you can. All manner of four-footed beasts. You can eat. Last time, you very selective. So that's one we know. But how do we know that yet we cannot eat blood? Acts chapter 15. Chloe, you like to eat blood? Whether you like or not, should not eat. How do you know you cannot eat, Chloe? Because Acts chapter 15, verse 20. Let's read together verse 20. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornications and from things strangled and from blood. Okay, so the, the apostles say, we will tell the Gentiles, you can eat anything now. You do not have to change your diet now that you have become a Christian. Change my diet, I cannot eat pork anymore. Now they can, right, from here. But there's one thing that's forbidden. What is it? Veronica, what is it? Blood. Okay, so God specifically say, no blood. No blood. Yes. What? Both at the same time. Yes. What's the question? Uh, Caleb put out first. Yes, Caleb. So, okay, Caleb asks, what happens if you're eating chicken or um, uh, some meat and then there's some blood and then it went into your mouth? Oh, if you have a bloody nose. Okay, okay. So, so Caleb says sometimes if you have a bloody nose, what happens if the blood drips into your mouth and got into your mouth and you swallowed it? Okay, what, what question do you have, Noah? I, I was just wondering why in the Bible they say eat blood instead of drink blood? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the question is this. Why does the Bible say eat blood instead of drink blood? Okay, you cannot eat, but you can drink. <laughs> no, not that. Alright, very good question. Do you know today people eat blood? They cook the blood. So they have a, a pot of blood. They cook it. They add things so that it becomes like a jelly. I saw some of you e eating red jelly just now. Alright? Something like that. Then they go like that. <laughs> then they cut it out in cubes and they sell it. In Singapore, we eat it like that. Okay? So people do eat blood. People do eat blood in that sense. But the same is basically consume. Alright? The, the meaning is consume. Don't consume blood. Whether it's, some people like to drink. In those days, the temples, those pagan temples, they like to drink the blood of the animals. Okay, what happens if you're in the hospital 
and they need to put blood into your body. Okay, so very good question also. Now these are very genuine questions, which adult don't think about. Um, now this is talking about you want to eat and um, eat the blood. From, eat the blood. But blood transfusion is they put blood into your veins. It is not so much you eating the blood. Okay, understand? Right. Now, so um, consuming blood, that is what God forbids. Consuming blood. Yes. Okay, so well, this one will have many questions. I haven't gotten to my point yet. So please look at the verse just now. Verse 20, chapter 15, verse 20. So you abstain from pollution of idols. We know no idolatry. From fornication, we know what that is. From things strangled. From things strangled. So just the other day I had a long conversation with someone. Oh, yeah. Okay, things strangled. What are things strangled, Veronica? Means like you, you catch a chicken, you want to eat the ch chicken. Instead of killing it, you twist the head. You strangle it. Then you can't breathe or... I don't know what animal. Pig. Then you strangle it. Okay, don't let it breathe, then it die. Just strangle. Cannot breathe, then the animal die. So they say, don't eat animals killed this way. So the question is this. Does it mean if you buy chicken or beef or pork from Coles or Woolworth, you must look at the back label. How did they kill it? By slaughtering or by strangling? Oh no, they didn't say. So you call the manager. Can I speak to your manager, please? <laughs> you know, how was this chicken killed? <laughs> how was this uh, cow killed? What is this thing about strangle? What do you think it is, uh, Shama? Not sure. What do you think it is, Shalomia? Not sure. Your brother always wants to answer. Yes? It's strangling is cruel. Strangling is cruel. So what is not cruel? Not strangling. Is <laughs> cutting the neck and let the blood flow out cruel? Which one more cruel? Strangling or cutting the neck and let the blood flow out? Cutting the neck is more cruel. It's not about cruelty. In fact, they're supposed to cut the animal and let the blood drain out of the body. Okay? But when you strangle, the blood remains in the body, correct? But you can strangle and then after that, cut the body and let the blood flow out. So the point is not strangle or don't strangle. The point is, they, back then they killed the animal in a way they want the blood to remain in it. Then they will cook the animal with the blood and eat it with the blood. That's why it's called eat. Okay, Noah looks very grossed out. <laughs> Alright? So that is the meaning. Understand? Is they kill it in a way which, so that they can eat the blood with it. Now back then there are many reasons. Some are pagan, some are superstitious. They believe by eating it, they offer it to the gods and all, all sorts of things, alright? So they, they do that. The pagans do that. So God says you don't do that. Understand? That's, that's about strangling. By and large, as far as I understand, the animals kill, they drain the blood. Here. Most of the countries. Most elsewhere. Yes, Samuel. Why do they cut the head off not the feet? Why do they cut the head off instead of the feet and let the blood drain through the feet? I think they cut a few places. They cut the few key major veins to drain the, the animal. Could the, um, is it like 
or put them in a machine and then machine cuts them up. Now the main thing is for the believer not purposely want to eat animals' blood. Okay? How you kill as long as you're, the desire in you is not to eat the blood. To eat the blood. Now I must remind you two things. Um, so God's instruction is that. Um, now let's turn to why? Let's turn to Leviticus. Oh no, Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 23. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 23. Deuteronomy chapter 12. Ah, Elim is good now. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 23. Let's read together. Only be sure that thou... Okay, so this is the reason why God says don't. God tells us, so Caleb, what's the reason? What reason did God say don't eat blood? Because the blood, the life is in the blood. Don't eat the flesh with the blood. Okay, that's God's principle. Don't ask so much, but that is God's principle. And you notice this is one law. This is one law which you can eat any animals that has changed. Specific, direct command, you can eat. So how do you know can or not? The Bible tells us, Acts chapter 10. Why blood? God, in the New Testament, God continues to say, don't eat blood. Okay, so now I need to answer Caleb's question. So what happens if your, your nose bleeds and then blood goes into your mouth and you accidentally swallow some? What do you do? What happens? Have you sinned? Have you sinned? No, why not? You, you, it is not your desire to eat and drink blood. Now, unless when the blood is coming out and you go... <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you love it so much, you put a straw here and come in here. So, right? Then you realize, I love blood. Tastes like Ribena. No, alright? So you, you don't. You don't. It is about that desire to consume the blood. That is the point, okay? That's the point. Okay, Caleb, it is not intentional, it's not your desire, I hope not, right? You don't have to, I need to spit it out, you know? Um, if you're near me and you're bleeding, I hope you swallow it. <laughs> right? You don't have to spit it out and all things. Well, some of us spit it out because we don't like the taste of blood. Okay, so that is the problem. Now, what happens? What about if you ate KFC? Do you drain every single drop of blood out of the chicken at KFC? No. When you fry the chicken, that tastes so good. And, there is, and then you open up and you say, hey, there's some blood in there. So Vincent, will you, will you make sure that you remove all the blood if we go to your branch to eat? No, I don't have time to eat. You don't have time. So you don't have time, you don't care if we sin. <laughs> so how if there's some blood inside daddy and mommy cook chicken cook beef sometimes there's blood in it right you just had barbecue at the park when we're eating I noticed some of the meat has a bit of blood in it so how can eat or not Noah I guess you can eat just maybe avoid the blood area avoid the blood area now the, the main point is again it's not about our it's about our desire to eat blood 
there is no such thing, as far as I know, unless I'm wrong, correct me, but as far as I know, you can never drain 100% of the blood from an animal. There will be some. That's why when, no matter how you drain, even when they drain, when they cut, there will be some blood. Okay? So, it is, that not, it is not the intention. They eat the animal with the blood. They cook it, it's there, they eat it with the blood. They desire that. Okay? Yes? I have a question uh, regarding, um, like, if you say KFC, then you eat the marrow uh, from the bone, that, uh, the right marrow, is that uh, considered blood? Okay, someone asked the same question. Dry marrow. What's marrow? You ask the question, you explain to the young ones. What's marrow? <laughs> <laughs> so, so marrow is in um, bone marrow. So it's basically the uh, blood, dry blood inside the bone. So after you eat the KFC, then the bone is like combined into it. So there's uh, some dry blood residue-ish thing inside. One of my favorite parts. Is <laughs> <laughs> you sure you understand? No, right? It's, now, it's bone marrow blood. That's the doctor. It's bone marrow blood. Uh, a bit because the bone marrow produces blood, but it's not blood. Yes, the bone marrow produces the blood. But in itself, it is not defined as biologically as blood in itself. Alright? So you like, you like bone marrow? I like a lot of things. You like a lot of things. Just don't like blood. Okay, so bone marrow, there's nothing wrong. God says blood with the meat. Yes, question? Oh no. Okay, any questions about this? Yes. <laughs> okay, so, so when you go to a restaurant and they say, now, who, who, alright, so do you like medium, medium rare, or well done meat? Samuel. Okay, he has another question first. Yes. Uh, is white blood better than red blood? Is white blood red better than red blood? Is the... How do you pronounce that? Copascos. Is it? Copascos. Copascos. White and red blood copascos are just the... What is inside the blood. It's not red blood or white blood better. Okay? Anyway, red, red or white, we don't eat. Okay? Red or white, we don't eat. Don't drink also. Don't eat, don't drink. Okay? Don't eat, don't drink. Now, uh, okay, so, so one question is about, what about restaurants say, rare, medium rare, or well done? Rare will have blood, right? Quite bloody, right? Medium rare still or blood, right? What's, what's Claude's question? Oh, okay. So husband and wife put that at the same time. <laughs> what do you like, Claude? Medium. Medium. Why? Not that bloody. Not that bloody. Why? Because the Bible says don't take blood. Uh, no, because I don't like it. No, just don't like it. <laughs> what about you? Esther? You like medium rare because you like the blood. Tastes better with the blood. So is the meat. The meat is more tender, not because you like the blood. Right? Right? <laughs> okay. Good answer. Now, yes. 
Okay, yes, I ask you what you like, so you must tell us what you like. I like well done because it's the best bit. You like well done because it's the best bit. Wow, okay. I like to eat with you. You can take the well done part. Now, remember the principle is the desire to eat, to eat and drink blood thinking that it gives you certain power. Understand that? That is the principle. Especially the pagans had that. But God simply said, life is in it. Don't eat the blood. That is God's principle. Now, if you have a slab of steak, how to draw steak? Huh? Then got bones inside. Okay? A piece of steak. A piece of steak. Okay? Now, medium rare means, medium rare means, you see blood, right? You see blood. And then the plate, still got blood coming out. <laughs> right? As you cut, the blood comes out of the meat and it oozes around your plate. Right? Okay? Now, so if a person say, if a person's principle is this, now some, I think some pastors may disagree with me. I think, I don't know. But, you think carefully. If Claude and Esther go out and eat, okay, and then Claude says, I want medium. Esther says, I want medium rare. The chef in the kitchen cuts it, all right? The chef in the kitchen, see this, the uh, bone. The chef in the kitchen slice two slices. One slice for Claude, one slice for Esther, right? Now, there will still be some blood inside, correct? You cannot fully drain it, it's inside. Okay? So there'll be some blood inside. Claude's one. Shouldn't use red. Now, Claude's, okay, Esther's one will be reddish. Correct? Will be reddish after cooking. Claude's one from the same piece of animal body. Okay, from same piece of animal body, Claude's one will be dry, not much blood, from the same piece of animal, okay? Now, if the principle is we cannot eat medium rare because we cannot eat medium rare because medium rare has blood, medium rare has blood, okay? But we can eat medium and well done because you don't, you don't, no blood, no blood. Now, I ask you what is wrong with this argument. The adults, or see, let's see whether the young are listening. Veronica, uh, Jennifer, what's, the, what's wrong with this argument? This one okay because, this one not okay because got blood. This one okay because no blood. What's wrong with the argument? Assuming it's wrong. Not sure. I ask the parents that cook. Grace. You cook steak? Good. What's wrong with this argument? Christians can only eat this but not this. No medium rare, no rare, only well done. This one has blood not cooked properly. What about this one? Why this one got no blood? Oozing out. 
because the blood inside is cooked also. Understand that? It's not that this one has no blood, it's from the same cut. There is blood inside here. It's just that the blood got cooked. So when you cut, it didn't flow out in liquid form. Right or not? Right? So are you still eating, is Claude still eating blood here? Claude is still eating blood, just that Claude didn't see the blood flow out. They are cooked inside the meat. Right? It's the same. Whether you cook this way or this way, you're still eating blood. But you're not eating blood because you want to eat blood. Understand that? Unless you tell the chef, medium rare or, or well done, and then, and then you say, uh, medium rare and pour some blood on top. <laughs> now that's different. You want to eat blood. Understand? Lost. Okay, try again. Huh? The young ones must understand. You know, medium rare meat, medium cooked, medium rare, when you cut, the blood comes out, right? Right or not, Veronica? So, can you eat or not? Because there's blood. So you must eat well done. Then you don't see the blood. But actually, you're still eating blood because the blood is cooked. That's all. Hmm? Okay, parents, go back and explain to them tonight. <laughs> now, that answers Noah's question. Noah say, why God says eat blood? Why not drink blood? Alright? So, when blood is cooked, you eat it. You can't drink it. When it's not cooked, okay, you can drink it. But the point is, don't consume blood for the purpose and desire of consuming for power and whatever. And God simply says, don't consume. When God says don't consume, then we have to still settle this question. I think there are some pastors that say, absolutely cannot eat this this way. But actually, in my, in my mind, it, you're still eating blood. If you cook, very well done. You're still eating blood. You just don't see it, that's all. God didn't say, you cannot not see blood and eat. God says simply don't eat. And the meaning means, don't consume it for that desire. Okay? Maybe that's why they have movies like Dracula. Huh? Make people like, oh, drinking blood is great. Any further questions about this one? Yes. You don't have a desire to eat blood, but animal was strangulated. If you don't have a desire to eat blood. Oh. Okay, so good question. Alright, the question is this. The Bible says don't eat anything strangled, right? Now, if you eat a chicken that that the blood is drained, but the chicken was strangled, the way it was killed, it was strangled. Can you still eat it? Means you're not wanting to eat the blood. It's just the animal was killed by strangling. By strangling. Now, most of the understanding is this strangling has to do with keeping the blood in the animal. It's the way to kill in which you will be able to eat the blood. It's not so much it's more cruel or not, like Samuel said. Because the reality is, slitting the throat, cutting the body to let the blood drain is far more cruel than just... Right? Yep. So not, I would not think it has to do with cruelty, pain and all that. It has more to do with, with um, draining the blood. Okay, yes, Noah. If you leave, why do you want to know that? If you leave blood in the animal for too long, will it become thick? Medically, yes, right? Medically, yes. Okay, that's why when Christ died on the cross, they pierced his side. 
They pierce his side, right? Why did they pierce his side? Um, Ignatius. Okay, when Christ died, so Noah's question is, if you leave blood in the body, in an animal, a dead animal, for too long, will the blood become sick? So when a person, okay, when a person dies, when a person dies, okay, a fast person, with a lot of blood, okay, if when a person dies, medically as far as I understand, or put it this way, why did they pierce? Why did they pierce the Lord Jesus is to check whether he's dead or not, right? But to them, they assume he's dead. No, they are not saying if he haven't died, let's kill him. It's not that. The Bible described what came out. Elaine, what came out? Blood, water, and wait, wait. Water and blood. Water and blood came out. Why not just blood? Noah, so now you guess. Why Christ was dead for some time already? Why there is not just blood but water and blood? Not sure. Not sure. Because the, water, the, the blood now thickens and maybe even harden. What comes out is separated from the body water. You can see physically blobs maybe or what? I don't know. Okay? So yes, it thickens. That is how the Roman soldier know whether someone is dead. The person is dead long enough, the blood inside thickens. It separates from the body fluids and all that. That's what we understand. Okay? That's, what the, that's the, how the Roman soldiers determine. Okay, we got to go. So, um, I'll answer some more questions the next time. Let us pray.